What's up, boys and girls? And we are back at the lab at Kafaro International at the Kafaro Cast Studio. Today we got Aaron, the man, Snyder. Hello. <laughs> and today I'm subbing in for Frank the Tank. Um, this is yours truly, Luke Little Hulk. Adio. <laughs> uh, it's Saturday, everyone. Um, we're going to go shoot after this. Oh, I thought I was going to pay time and a half. Damn. No, no, no time and a half here. Uh, <laughs> no, we were gonna, we we're gonna shoot. We were talking about shooting, and then uh, I was gonna go to No Limits, and uh, I've got my mother-in-law coming into town, and I got to build a bunch of arrows and a bunch of other shit. So I messaged Luke last night. I'm like, "Hey, dude, you want to do a couple podcasts, and we'll go shoot at Rocky Mountain?" So that's that's what we're doing. We're gonna go shoot over there at ten and do a couple podcasts. So pretty yes, exciting. I'm Luke, here for your entertainment. You Let's might do this. start a podcast, right? Yeah, we are definitely, uh, well, I'll, I'll let the cat out of the house. Yeah, we are definitely going to launch it here in January, February. Uh, it's my, uh, the studio's under construction right now. And um, we're we're not um, talking all about hunting, but we are going to talk about fighting, um, hunting, obviously what's going on in the world today. If we just talked about hunting It'd be a short podcast with me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, you yeah. can talk about hunting a lot. There just wouldn't be a lot of talk about killing all yeah, the time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or how we, how we fucked up. <laughs> shit. Oh, shit. I, dude, I'm excited just because um, kind of the mixture of both is is good, you know, like yeah. get, what make it well-rounded. Well, you know, I just, it, it's a different demographic, you know, that, we're, uh, that I'm trying to um, – hit you know and it's just more of a broader audience um it's going to offend some people but also educate some people on you know getting into hunting so hopefully it, it, it does good but you know we'll see we'll see what happens i'm excited for it um obviously i'm gonna have uh justin gaethje help me out i'd love to have my neighbor here aaron snyder to help me out on it because you live right up the road from me oh yeah um but yeah it's uh we're uh it's gonna be uh gu bar talk you know like a gu podcast but where uh i drinking whiskey and we're gonna be talking and my guest either drinking beer or whiskey or whatever and if i get aaron we'll get him tanked on kombucha exactly <laughs> I, uh, oh shit i um uh, i was surprised on some of those deer i killed in texas how many uh mma guys liked the the photo or liked yeah. it um there was a few that i literally was like I'm, I'm kind of happy about it. You're like, yeah. wow, that guy liked my photo. Yeah. It, well, there's a lot of people. I mean, even when I see Joe Rogan, he's always all like, hey, what's up, Luke? You know, how's Aaron doing? You know, so it, it, it's cool, you know, like to see that transformation, you know, of, you know, the fighting and, uh, and the outdoor life kind of merge up. But, yeah, well, you were just getting tons of likes anywhere, man. I think people were like, uh, again, you shot another one? Yeah, there was a few people <laughs> like that. Yeah, that that was quite a quite a hunt which that's what we're going to talk about on the first podcast is uh luke's uh nebraska hunt in my texas hunt which it's not that it's good for you the good thing about one thing it'll be a learning thing with with your hunt is where you hit that deer and what happened because dude that happens to everyone so yeah. to kind of give a summary i went down to texas and oklahoma and hunted with my buddy scott in texas and uh then i hunted in oklahoma with um scott's son Wes uh, works and runs a ranch in Oklahoma and uh, Brian is the guy's name and Brian had some land I could hunt on in Oklahoma I actually I fucked up I was supposed to hunt this big property and I thought season ended in Oklahoma on the second 
So when I went down there, I had assumed I would hunt my time in Texas and shift over to Oklahoma on the second. Well, fucking gun season didn't end until the eighth. And so oh. on that big property, he had gun hunters. And so he was nice enough. He's like, dude, I got another property. It's just got, you know, three or four stands. You can hunt that. It panned out because he showed it to me and I killed a bunch of deer in, in Oklahoma. But you, where, where were you at in, in uh, Nebraska? Um, I was down in kind of by my hometown in uh, North Platte, Nebraska. It's a represent, represent a, <laughs> a little town called Brady. Of uh, when I show, I mean, I hunt a different different places there in Nebraska, but on this on this hunt, I went down by Brady, uh, Nebraska, and um, you know, it was kind of an annual hunt. I I do with my older brother, my brother Manny, and uh, and usually I bring somebody down, but this time I just kind of wanted to hunt by myself with my brother and um go from there he was running the camera and and it's nice because he likes to shoot his bow too so uh, if i saw a uh <laughs> I, I just saw that air <laughs> <laughs> so uh, if i uh you know when i get to see my brother shoot one too you know he, my brother gets so pickled when he shoots a doe with his bow so it's just it's fun you know um now who's the big guy in the blind that's my brother manny how big is he oh he's big he looked big Oh like, yeah, he's big. He used to be a college uh, uh, pitcher. Honestly, what's he? What's his stats? Because he looked like he was pushing three bills. Is oh he yeah, he's pro- I would say he's right around three bills and uh, probably five eight, five nine. That's a big man. Yeah. What's he, he do for work? He's a railroader. He's a he's a manager actually out there. I oh, mean, yeah. you know, Nebraska's all re- re- either farming or railroading. You yeah. know, but um, but yeah, he's a manager out there. He's a yard master and. Um, yeah, he, he fucking, he's a big boy. I mean, my little brother's bigger than me now. Shit. He's a railroader too, and he's a big boy too. So, uh, but yeah, it's, um, it's always a good time going back to, to Nebraska and, and hunting with them. Well, go, uh, go over what you do. Why don't you go over that, that first, when you were out and that, the message that deer you hit, and then I'll talk about my, my first couple of days. We'll go back and forth. So. Okay. Well, you know, you know, it was, um, <laughs> It was pretty epical morning. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, bucks are cruising. It was pre-rut. I mean, they were they were uh, they were all over the blind, and I was kind of you know I had plenty of opportunities to shoot bucks and does and blah blah blah. But I was waiting for a certain buck that we've been seeing on a on a trail cam, and I find we finally did see it later that evening, and um, it was just I think it was like eighty some yards out from the blind, and we just didn't come close enough, so. We waited. Next morning, we came out and waited. The same thing. We had bucks like ten yards from the blind, and I, I just wasn't happy on shooting just a, an average buck or a small buck. I wanted to shoot a big buck, and man, kind of bit me in the butt. But so later that day, we went up on these on this high point on the canyon and started glassing, and we seen some bucks cruising. And this one was just kind of cruising, nose to ground. And I told my brother, I said, I think I can put a stock on that one and so I grabbed my stuff and I went on a little cruise and I got to win 40 yards of this buck this whitetail and um I had to wait for my brother to get there to film it and uh we got it all on camera and that's why I was be able to show you the pictures and the and the video of the of the shot placement on that buck and because I was in, I was in the tree stand. I think when you were yeah, showing, you were, that, yeah, you were. I think you were in Texas, right? Yeah, yep. Yeah. And you were like, oh. and I told him that I bumped it. What happened was I had a pass through of this deer. Shot it. I thought I shot it perfect, but you know, Mister Obi Wan Kenobi here, he he knows better than I do. Uh, 
I went to go get my arrow out of the side of the little hill there. And then once I did, and this deer bedded down like 10 yards from me, from that arrow. And it just jumped up and took off. And I was like, oh, shit. So never found, you know, never found that deer again. We, I mean, we lucked for two days straight, never found that deer. I think deer. you hit a one lung liver hit. You think so? That's what you hit. You definitely hit liver. Um, and so for informational purposes, and this isn't always, but for the most part, when you hit the liver, they're not going far. They, they're not happy campers. And, uh, a lot of times they only go 20 to 40 yards, um, on that one lung liver hit. And a lot of times in a tree stand, when it's straight down, it's the only shot you got is one lung liver. You know, you're going to hit the liver in the lung. Um, they're going to die. They're not going to go very far, but it's going to take a little bit of time. And so the hard part, and I am guilty of this worse than anyone is patience. You know, I'm, I'm not, I really got to focus on not, not, uh, right. And you didn't rush anything. You just went to go get your arrow. Yeah. The, the thing that happened is you obviously must have crushed the middle of that liver and he was not a happy camper. He went 10, 20 yards and embedded. Yep. With those broadheads you're shooting, I bet it, and that arrow weight zipped through it so fast. Yeah. He probably didn't even know he was hit. Like yeah. he didn't know what the hell happened. I'm assuming all this, right? Right. He walked off bedded and he would have died right there, but you didn't know it only went 10, 15 yep. yards and, uh, and it ran off. And so, you know, there's, it's highly, you know, you t- there's, there's certain articles you'll read about gut shot, you know, shoulder shot, like you talk to certain outfitters and the, the golden triangles up towards the shoulder and, and, and some outfitters or, or guides will push you to aim back because they'll talk about, they'll have almost a hundred percent recovery rate for gut shot animals. They'll only go a hundred yards and they pick them up the next day. Uh-huh. Obviously there's going to be guys that message on this, that that's highly, yeah. that's very, you know, it's not very ethical because you don't want something to suffer in comparison to where if they sneak into the shoulder, probably most bows not going to get through the shoulder. Correct. Um, but with a gut shot animal, generally, not always, they're only going to go 100, 200 yards, and they're going to sometimes they'll go to water. Gut shot bucks go to water. So if you got water nearby, they may not go and find them dead by the fucking water hole, but right. on the way to it, um, in a lit for shot, they're just going to go bed and die. Like, right. you know, so. So that's exactly what I hit then. I'm going to tell the, you that right yeah. now. Yeah. <laughs> You hit the, for him to bed that fast. Yeah, you 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 hit the liver for sure. I mean, it was nuts. I've never seen it. I was like, oh man, he's gonna go down to these little cedars and bed down, dude. As soon as I picked that arrow up and made a little noise, he jumped the he jumped on top of the canyon, took off like a dead freaking. Bolt. It's amazing what they can do with I adrenaline. Not, yeah, because my ass climbed that thing up there because it it's a cornfield up on top. Yeah, so I was like, oh, he's just gonna die in the middle of the cornfield, yeah. right? Yeah. Dude, by the time I got up there, I was like, you know me, <laughs> sweating and tired. And I never found that deer to save my life. I mean, we went, I went Everywhere. 400 yards each direction. Yeah. Well, and it, it's difficult because um, the hard thing is, is when you hunt out west, you you only get, if you shoot two animals a year out west, you're doing pretty fucking good, right? There's not a high tag allotment. And then you, you compare it to... You know, down south, uh, the Brian Broderick, the day six guy, he talked about it a lot. And and it's true. Like what I learned, I'm constantly learning as well. You know, you shoot 15 does a year and, and four bucks or whatever in, you know, surrounding states. 
every blood trail is going to be different, every animal, and you're learning more and more and more. And it's it's things we can't do out west because how many tags did you have this year? Mm, probably like six, I think. And five, a couple, five, couple of those six. are gun tags yep, for late yep, season. Yep. So keeping into archery, three or four. Yep. Oh, yeah, for sure. And one of those is probably a bear tag, which is kind of yeah. just a tag to, to have, right? In case. So three tags, and if you shoot two of those, you're 66.6% yeah whatever successful which is pretty freaking good yeah i'm i'm golden <laughs> and and that's not a lot of you don't learn as much as you do from from guys you know that africa guys in africa so you know over the years about the time you think you know like ah got this figured out yeah you fuck now you never have it seems like figured out and so you know for me when i get stumped i got to find usually i'll call somebody i know that's that's got more experience or as much as me because they might give maybe some enlightenment to something right so if you would have called me and said hey i hit it and showed me that photo i i, I would have probably still told you to get your arrow like yeah. i i would have said oh yeah you're fine dude go because they usually go at least 40 or 60 yards i would have been like creep up glass grab it yeah oh, fucker why well, i'm assuming you must have went over just a hair of a rise where you couldn't see yeah the arrow's right in the rise and i Lucked over a, I mean, the blood trail was huge, right? Yeah. Like it was, it was good. It was out. So I just kind of lucked at the ground and bam, he stood up right there. I was like, oh, snap. Yeah. Well, Amy's buck, she hit it what looked like a pinwheel. I mean, if I would have bet money that, uh-huh. that deer, well, same thing that happened to you. It went 25 yards over the hill and bedded. Now they came and got me and Jake because we were getting ready to leave. This was our last morning. She hit pinwheel center lung, and it must the deer must have spun because it was broadside when she shot, and it exited and hit the liver. So deer was going to die. Right. So, you know, I was like, hey, we can wait, or we can sneak up, maybe get a range, get a shot. We had a gun, and I said, or I'll, I'll flip fucker over with a rifle if it takes off. And she, I'm trying to teach her. I'm like, look, it's going to be assholes and elbows if it's not dead, because if we don't spot it before it spots us, it's going to run. We're going to have to spot it. We're going to have to find it. It's going to rebed. We're going to have to make sure where it rebeds. Otherwise, we'll never find it because they just run. You're not going to find blood very easy if it's on a dead sprint. So it's a big risk. Like, what do you do? And so that that big buck I shot, because of where I shot it, I yeah. was like nervous, right? Yeah, like, yeah, so yeah. like on that one, I circled way out and around glassing inside to see a horn which is still risky as fuck because it it is very difficult for what i found especially alpha male aggressive guys to fucking wait and yeah. and, and i am not capable like you'd have to lock me to the tree stand yeah and and i'll do the same thing you did i'll be like you know what i'm just gonna go down and look at the arrow and i'm like you know what i'm just gonna go 20 yards and see if there's blood oh there's good blood oh, yeah. okay it's probably dead and then and i've been lucky finding them but dude, I've I've blown yeah. some deer out that turned into a fucking epic shit show yeah. of an eight hour ordeal finding them. And so, do you think with that one, if you could have got to the hill quick enough, was it was it feasible for you to get to the top of the hill quick enough? You think to see where it went? Yeah, I think I if I had to replay it all. I mean, obviously, if you do, you know, replays back in your mind, you sprint it straight up the hill. Yeah, yeah. I would have went up there, just hauled it, and found it, seen where it went down at. You know, or yeah, because I mean, there's like little thickets everywhere. Yeah in those little trees and um but you know if i would go do it all over again i wouldn't even got my hair yeah you know what i mean (laughs) it's a learning that's why i wanted to it's a learning experience and the 
The thing is, if you would have asked me and I knew where you hit it and I figured it was liver, I still would have been like, yeah, you're fine to go get your arrow, mm. but glass. With that rise, though, wouldn't have done you any good to glass because right. by the time you saw it, it would have blown out. And the first 40 yards of a blood trail is shitty normally. Right. If you got blood, you, you yeah, should, be happy. Uh, yeah, be happy. And it's adrenaline. The problem is, is if the deer's wounded, it's a gut shot or liver, they're on alert for a while after they bed. And so trying to, well, let's just sneak in and get a shot is difficult because they're they're on edge. Even yeah. on a liver shot, they may not be happy, but they're fucking tweaking out, like snapping their head around. And and I've been on a couple, well, I've been on more than a couple, but I've been on some where we were able to get eyes on way before and, and watch it. And dude, like Tweety Bird's flying by, they're snapping yeah. their heads around, like the chances of getting another shot or not, unless it's a gun, yeah. or, or just yeah, not yeah, yeah, great, because they're pretty fucking edgy for a couple hours. Um, and... The other thing that can happen too, I mean, not that any of this is good. Well, I'll get to this because no one, I haven't talked about this. My pinwheel shot on my last buck wasn't wasn't a pinwheel. I, <laughs> I, I, I posted it was because of the entry hole, but I'd already posted where it was and I didn't want to, you know, like what's that called? Like uh, not remit, but um, I didn't want to take back my. You didn't want to backtrack. Backtrack. So, but what, so. That that happened with Luke, and then in that time, I um, when I got to to Texas, that my first night out, I was in a blind. I'd, I'd um, set up earlier because in in Texas, you can where I was at, you can shoot one deer per county, and so you can shoot multiple does in a county. So Scott had me county jumping right to yeah. go so I could shoot. So sounds awesome. The first night I went <laughs> out, I'm sitting in a blind that I can't shoot a buck because I'd already killed a buck in that county. Mm -hmm. So I was just going to shoot a doe and, and kind of also see, cause he had some people coming in and a fucking tank came in. I mean like a poaching tank, what I would consider yeah. like, it's going to push you to, yeah, to shoot it. <laughs> and uh, you know, and people give me shit about this or if you're not, if you don't tell me that you don't at least think about shooting it, if it doesn't, you're fucking lying, right? <laughs> like I'm not saying you do it, but like, you ever watch that Bill Burr where he's talking about, you know, you never hit a woman, you yeah, know, yeah, and yeah. you know, it's, it's totally uncalled for. And he's like, there's plenty of reasons you don't yeah. do it, but there's plenty of reasons to hit a woman. Yes. You just don't hit them. You think about it, but <laughs> yes. you just don't do you know, it. Well, this buck comes in and I'm like immediately thinking, how close am I to the border? to the yeah. county I like i'm like am i in, you know then i'm lying to myself like maybe i am in a different county maybe i should look at the map and it can, and i didn't end up shooting it obviously and uh so i and i didn't shoot a doe because no, of course no fucking does came in so the next morning scott puts me in this stand and he said hey when you get in that stand nothing's happened between 7 45 and 8 break those fucking antlers in half and i'm like he's like break them and which I did, I actually snapped one of the horns off. He's like, I beat those things to death. What did he say? <laughs> beat them like they owe you money. Yeah. And dude, eleven bucks were came through. Oh and my gosh. They're coming, and and I mean, I I had shots at a few smaller ones that he wanted me to shoot five year olds or older. And 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 uh, you know, this is this is a a a property that that he had permission on that borders other property he doesn't, and so. These there's deer flying over the fence. I mean, they're coming like a like a TV show, like some shit. You'd see. And I'm like, but they're all circling. It's downwind, but they can't smell me. My wind's blowing up, but at 50, 60 yards. Yeah. And shots I can't take. 
And this this went on all morning. And uh, did I shoot a doe that morning? No, I didn't. Um, I can't remember. Either way, we go back and there's this like totally special needs decoy outside of the hunting shack. And I'm like, can I take that decoy tonight and uh, or tomorrow? And he's like, yeah, yeah, you can. And that night I ended up hunting somewhere else and I shot a doe. Um, I didn't want to ruin that one spot. It wasn't a good night spot. So we go and it's pitch dark. Rhino's with me. We packed this. It's got like wired in antlers. It's got one ear and we can't find rebar. And so we put it up with corn stalks. Oh, yeah. So it's sitting there and like I, I text Scott. He's on the hill, but he can't. He's watching me from about 800 yards out. And because uh, he just likes watching shooting shoot, shoot with a stick. Right. And and he can also, you know, when he's watching, he's also watching, you know, for because he's got other guys coming in to hunt. And I text him, and I'm like, dude, the decoy's working. There was shit snort wheezing, circling around, charging at it. I couldn't see what all of them were. One of them was a shooter. I didn't get a shot. And then I, I rattle loud, loud. And the, the buck, the one that was regressing I showed yeah. you, it's a smaller eight. It's like 120-something. Yeah. It's like 300 pounds. It was this giant body. And I'm like, well, I know Scott wants me to, that's a cold buck. He wants me to kill that. It's a decent eight point. Yeah. He, well, the ones that I remember, I mean, you yeah. had a pile of, but I was like, <laughs> oh my, I was like, Jesus, this thing must be eight years old. And on the inside of the back legs, um, if it's all white, what? there's no dark, yep. it's old as shit. Yeah. Right. So it had a big suede back, big belly, garnered up hips. And I'm like, this motherfucker's was old a couple years ago. Like he's eight or 10 years old. But his rack had, yeah, it was, shrink, it was funny because his rack wasn't that big to begin with. And then his, I mean, he was pushing 280 yep. for a Texas deer. And this is North That's Texas. That's huge. So it comes in and it snort wheezes 15 times in a row at the decoy right in front of me. Just, you know, and he's stomping, he's bristled, and he just puts on a show circling around. Finally, he circles around and he comes right at me. And I put it between his neck and his shoulder, um, which... Some people don't like that shot. I really like that shot. When you peel that front shoulder off and it just falls off. Yeah. You shoot it to towards the front, angled down right in that gap, and it takes out everything they've got. I crushed that deer, and it, it went down. You know, and we're also doing this broadhead test, so I'm testing right. for broadheads. It goes through, but I lose sight of it, and I'm like, man, maybe I, maybe I didn't hit it where yeah. I thought I did or whatever, and I thought I heard it crash. Well, dude, more deer coming in that I can't shoot. I'm like, motherfucker. Like they heard the commotion and here comes this big bladed two by three that doesn't score for shit, but probably eight years old, beating the fuck out of everything. He's chasing deer off when he's coming in. Really? So he, I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to see what happens here. So I snort wheeze. He comes straight into the decoy and he's like three feet from the decoy looking at it down like this. Head just, on, huh? Yeah, and you can hear him going, uh, and I was like, but I can't yeah, shoot can't the fucking deer. I'm like, you got to be. And no does are coming into this action. They don't want to get yeah. pestered. So I, I text Scott, and I'm like, hey, brother, I, I killed this giant body deer. And he messy. So, dude, I saw it. That deer is fucking ancient. Yeah. And uh, I'm like, hold on. And I see a doe blowing. It's standing above my buck. It only went 70 yards. And I said, man, I think I see the deer. I was like, I think it died on the other side of that. There was a big heap, scrap heap of uh, like logs and shit uh -huh. or whatever. 
And Scott's like, man, I can't see in that hole. And I said, give it 20 minutes. Let me get these fucking deer out of here and then we'll go get it. So we went over and got it um, and ended up being, he was laughing because we're trying to make the antlers look bigger (laughs) than they are because the body's so big. And I say, we're trying to get a good photo and I don't want to get way back on it. And I'm like, dude, it's just too fucking big. I'm like, the body makes me look little. Yeah. And we're, cause he was trying to different angles and I'm like, it's 125 inch buck on a 300 pound body. It just ain't going to get any bigger. Yeah. Fuck it. And so we took the photos and then we, we got that back and, and, uh, um, to the processor. So now we have to find another County for me to hunt. Right. But before I go to that, any more excitement from your hunt you want to talk about? Did you go back out? Did you see yeah. I mean, I, shoot, I've been out a couple of times now, uh, hunting in Nebraska, but you know, obviously I've had, I mean, I, we've been out and I've shot does, um, to get, you know, just to get some kills underneath my belt. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so I'm actually going back out after Christmas and, uh, do, um, I'm going to try to do another archery hunt and a muzzle loader with my brother out there. So my brother likes to do muzzle loading and, uh, I just like to be out there. So I'm going to go do that with him. But, um, yeah, I mean, you know, I, we went out of the cornfield, went back to my cousin's place and we, uh, hunt over the river there and he had some bruisers there that just never came in over the tree stand um close enough to the tree stand but i might go hit that back up this last this next time i'm uh i'm there but yeah it's um it was a pretty frustrating year honestly i mean you know when we went you know i had you come and call for me and elk hunting and we had elk everywhere you know and i just you know it was bow hunting i couldn't get uh couldn't get the shot um it was just kind of nuts, and then I had a muley deer hunt, and man, mule muley deer everywhere. Two days after my uh, tag closed, so I mean that's just the way it rolls, you know. So um, I'm excited. I got a I got a couple Texas hunts I'm gonna go to. Uh, still Arizona, I'm gonna go. You just found out you're going to Arizona too, though, right? Yeah, I'm going down with uh, Jake Downs, and I don't know if his buddy once mentioned, and his buddy um, right on the border, way down south. So, oh, you might see some of my people. I know. I'm sure we probably will see. Hopefully, there's no drug cartel guys try to steal us. Hopefully yeah, they realize we're all poor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that that'll be fun. Are you guys? What do you guys hunt down there? Havelina, uh, Havelina, coos deer, and mule deer. Oh, nice. Yeah. That Havelina is fun, man. You'll like that, especially with stick bow. Yeah, it'll be interesting. The the coos deer there's at. Uh, I don't, I'm not, I'm kind of focusing on mule deer more, but if I, if I see a coos deer and I can kill it, not, it's, it's hard to do with a stick from very hard me. to kill um, with, period. I've only killed one with a one ever in my life with a compound. So, um, yeah, it'll be interesting, but yeah, that's January 1st. So I'm, I'm actually missing the ATA show for that. For that hunt. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Well, you know, you know, what's the funny is Gaethje's from Arizona. Yeah. So, you know, coos deer is like their big trophy whitetail there you yeah, know yeah and when i first went out there i'm like man this is like a labrador with like it's like 70 pounds yeah, yeah and like you know i can't how do you get pumped up for this stuff you know but you know it's their cup of tea and i get it you know but I, you know it's fun it's definitely fun but man it just i don't know i'd rather a lot just, of work it is a lot of hiking for that and you know it's just hot Freaking tarantula, scorpions, cactus, oh, yeah. man, rattlesnakes, yeah, everything. <laughs> but yeah, so that'll be fun for you. I, I mean, I want to go back and do. A, I'm going to do javelina for sure because it's just fun. Not because they're good eating. It's just because it's a fun hunt. Yeah, 
yeah, yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting. But uh, you know, going back to you being in the tree stand, how long did you wait when you got out of the tree stand to go get recover your animals, ones that you didn't see die, flop over, die? Um, if it was a good hit, whenever the deer below me cleared out, or if I had you know doe tags, I'd wait a little bit longer. But you know, I don't wait. If I know the hit was good, I don't wait too long just because I want to dump the guts out and get them to cool off. Right. If I'm unsure of the hit, um, you know, I, I'll wait quite a, you know, as long as I physically freaking can. I'm not very good at Which waiting. Which is right? what? If Are I can wait an like, hour, yeah, I'm good. Like, say. I have to have somebody come get me and yank me out of there. Like, and, and again, we didn't have any animals. I didn't like that this year where we had to wait. Wait. Um, you know, I, I'm not saying I, I missed. Um in Oklahoma, 185 inch, 10 point. Like, yeah. And when I say that, this isn't an internet 185. This was a legit. It was 20 inches bigger than the big one I killed. Really? Um, I thought I shot it in the face. I'll tell that story in a minute. So anyway, so when we're back in Texas, and 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 Scott's got guys coming in that are hunting, you know, and and you know, I'm Scott and Rhino. Um, just it's just a cool place. That it's like me hunting with Lander. It's just fun, right? It's just right. hanging out. Scott's an awesome dude. So. We're going over and, you know, we're, we're taking care of everybody's deer, processor, and we're going over feeding the cows and the horses and fucking the animals everywhere. And so Scott runs me out to, to his property where he lives in another area, and I sit there all night, no, no deer, right? And so it's Thanksgiving Day now. You know, I'm kind of fast-forwarding a little, and uh, he's like, hey, way up north where you shot your owl dad, which is like fucking hour from where we are. I got a couple stands and he's like, go up there. And he said, Get, let me, let me see. You got base maps or on X. And I'm like, no, not on this phone. And he's, I said, I got, I got Google maps. Mm-hmm. And, uh, he's like, and he's got the, you know, he was from Georgia originally. So he's got the Georgia, Texas. Yeah. X. And he's like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> and I'm like, it'll work, man. Just get me close. So he scrolls in It worked, man. He scrolls in on the, 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 the country roads and he's looking and he's kind of going here and he's like, there should be a draw here. And he's like, you know, flat map, no, no, no topography. Yeah. He's like, right about here. And I'm like, you think I'll find this motherfucker? Texas right. is a big place. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, you should find it, man. Cause when you park, you're going to go down and get in this draw. Right. And I'm like, I'll find whatever. Fuck yeah. it. It's Thanksgiving. What else am I going to do? So Amy is in Mississippi. Right. And so I'm getting a ton of marital advice, by the way, but I'm going to get divorced again because it's Thanksgiving. I'm still hunting. Yeah, I was kind of wondering about the that. most committed wins. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding, everyone. Don't don't do what I did. I've been married four times. So <laughs> I uh, I'm like, fuck it. So it's cold. It's it's a perfect day though. It's cloudy. Um, little bit of snow, like f- just flurries. And so I'm like, all right, I'm going to sit for a long time today because. It's it's cold and you know they may be moving and what the fuck else am I gonna do? So I had those big baffin boots. I don't know if you saw those. They're like negative yeah, hundred and forty yeah. degree or forty degree temp or some crazy shit. Yeah. So I get my uh, the my Sitka bibs on the incinerators. They're super warm. And uh, Barklow gave me his incinerator jacket. So I'm loaded for bear to be cold. Yeah, I was getting fat, so I didn't put any food in the in the pack because I would just sit there and eat it all day. So I, I, I got a bunch of water, got my chew, got my calls and I'm like, all right, here we go. So I park, you know, I drive up there, stopped and grabbed some kombucha at the store. Believe it or not, they had it in this little shithole gas station in Texas, slam a couple of those. And I'm like, hopefully I don't shit my pants. <laughs> um, and I hike in and I, 
I'm 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 thinking I'll find it relatively quickly, but I end up finding it fairly fast. I was walking faster than I probably should have, and I was fucking hot, right? Like oh, yeah. I'm now sweating, opening the jacket, like trying, and I'm like, all right, get calm. So I'm looking in this bottom now. Keep in mind whether you're for or against corn. Um, corn is everywhere in Texas, yeah. Oklahoma, but it's hard to shoot big bucks on corn. In, in my limited experience hunting over corn, you shoot does and you'll have some bucks come in. But when the something comes in, you know it's coming to, to eat, right? Yeah. It's coming to feed. Well, where I'm going, there's it's never been corn. Well, if it had been corn, and it hadn't been that year or whatever, but there's no feeders. Um, and so it's just a tree stand, which I didn't give a shit whether there's corn or not. I just want to go hunting. So I get in the stand, but it's pretty thick with, with – um, I think they call them salt cedars and all these bushes and yeah. shit anyway. And, but it is a major traveling corridor for the rut. And this is post rut because as it, the, the creek drainage goes down, there's fingers going up into ag fields, like spur draw, spur draw, and then up top is ag fields. So they're going to run up and down this creek bottom sniffing for does, or at least that's what I kind of figured would right. happen and talking with Scott. So I see no deer. I blow no deer out on the way in that I knew of. So I get in the stand, I have cell service, and I usually have two, I have antlers up in the tree to beat the hell out of. And since with a stick bow, you got to have a pretty close shot, I hang some from a rope and I'll bounce them off to kind of tickle them in at the end. Yeah. Which, that I, and, which I think is a, you know, a brilliant idea, honestly. Well, it, what you can do is hook it with your foot too. Yeah, so if you got to keep your bow in your hand, I can at least move some bushes. Like I videoed it and, and I had a bunch of guys message me and say hey technically according to the university or wherever you know you should be tired after rattling whatever and and i agree with all that i'm not a a, a, a genius whitetail hunter scott said the same thing you got to break the antlers but just like elk or turkey there's a time when they're at 40 yards and you need them to come in you can't fucking bang the antlers no. together you know grunting or snort wheezing is an option but another thing is pop it up with your foot and they'll hear that tickle and they're, they're going to look, especially if you have a decoy. Well, I have a decoy. I didn't want to be banging those antlers because it was so close and personal, so I put all four antlers on the rope and hung it down. Uh-huh. Dude, I don't know, an hour and a half went by, two hours, and I'm texting and screwing around, and I, got a, I had just put a giant chew in. Wind is perfect. Uh, well, perfect when he came in, and I had rattled like maybe two minutes before. Yeah. And I look up, and at 18 yards... He That's was right. that giant that, buck. That giant one. And he's bristled up. And and keep in mind, you know, I'm being as candid about all this shit as I can. Like, because some of those deer where I shot is by corn. You know, I don't hunt over corn right over the top of it for big bucks, but you're within 100, 150 yards because they're coming to it. Oh, I ain't scared. I'm hunting over corn. <laughs> <laughs> but this one came in and he's looking to kick the shit out of somebody. So, you know, the, the likelihood that I thought of me getting something, no corn, no cameras, no one's been there. Yeah. No map. So I was like, you got it. I look up him. You got to be fucking kidding me. I'm like, that's a 160 inch buck. He's bristled up. He's postured and you can see him looking around <laughs> sniffing. And I'm like, oh, sweet Jesus. I, I don't have my bow in my hand. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. You had your phone in your hand. Chew in my lap. And did you stand up to shoot him? No. You so sat. sat him down. So immediately I go into analysis mode of what's he going to do? What angle can I shoot? And I know I can't stand up. I'm in a fucking 12-foot-tall ladder stand, right? It ain't real high off the ground. So he comes, if you can imagine, he comes straight in. 
and I about shot him straight down at five yards, except I still have my phone in my hand because I'm afraid to move. Uh-huh. Right when he, he banks right, and right when he did, I grabbed my shoe and my phone and put it in my backpack. <laughs> and I was like, there's no fucking way I'm going to be able to get this bow. So when he goes to the right, he's pretty much blocked from my vision. The tree's right there. So I reach up, I grab my bow, and I'm like, you know, don't sit. But I'm at an angle, so I can shoot yeah. where he came in. He circles all the way around the tree. Thank God the wind was blowing up. He never winded me. And I don't know, that nose jammer shit, whether you believe in that or not, he didn't stop on the trail one time. You know how they'll cut your track and lock up? Whether he was horny, pissed off, whatever. He circles around, goes all the way, crosses the tracks at like six, eight yards. What I walked in on, maybe 10 yards, circles back on the trail he comes in on and starts to walk away, and I shot him right there. And uh, I wasn't sure of the shot. I mean, I was sure where I hit, but I wanted, you know, and I'm not going to talk about where I shot it because I'll get too much crap, but it was a about an inch from where I was aiming. Right. It went 45 yards and stepped into the salt cedars, and I was like... I think I just shot a Boone and Crockett buck. Yeah. Um, well, it's you know. definitely a Boone and Crockett. Because when I came over and I seen that thing up close and personal. The pictures like, don't do them justice. No, ju- <laughs> no, for sure. It's just, it's just like really cool looking, like how it's like fingered up on top. Acorn and, tips yeah. is what people are calling it. What yeah. do you, they call it? Well, I called it when I texted Scott, like people are going to laugh at this. I said immediately when I hit it, I didn't have enough time for my typewriter leg to kick in. When uh-huh. deer come in quick, I'm good. Yeah. When they take a long time, I get shaky yeah. for in a tree stand, which is crazy because, well, you saw the goat hunt, no nerves at all. Tree stand, I get fucked up. I've texted, I'm like, Scott, I just shot a fucking monster. And he doesn't reply real quick. I'm like, dude, it is big. And uh, he texts me back. He's like, how big? I'm like, dude, Boone and Crockett, it's big. And I sa- he said, what it looked like? And I said, it had dick tips. <laughs> yeah, I guess, yeah, skinny dick tips. <laughs> and he goes, what? And I said, it looked like penis on the tips of the antlers. I like little acorn things. And he's like, oh. He's like, he's got a neighbor. It's got a photo. Sends me a photo. He's like, dude, this is from my neighbor. Is this it? It's the neighbor of that land. And I'm like, I, I think it had bladed eye guards, yeah. you know. And so I'm like, man, the shot could be extremely lethal. Or we may need to come back tomorrow. And I'm like, I'm going to be smart for once in my life. And again, I have had good luck pushing animals. When I say pushing, I've had good luck sneaking in, getting another shot. Shit you probably shouldn't do. And I'm like, man, I don't want to fuck this one up. Yeah. And of course, that didn't last very long. Um, And he's texting me back and forth. And I said, dude, I, I, and he said, can you get him out if you find him? And I'm like, I made a joke. I said, I'm going to have to Cameron Haynes the fuck out of him because I ain't dragging him out of here because it was a long, it was four or yeah. 500 yards. So I'm texting back and forth and I'm like, and I text Amy and I, I think, did I text you that yeah. I shot it? Yeah. And I texted a few, you know, the inner circle and I'm like, I shot a fucking monster. Amy's like, do you have, shit me a photo. I'm like, I haven't gotten out of the tree stand. And I had a huge adrenaline dump. Yeah. So it was, so I had so much of an adrenaline dump. I already had half a can of chew on my lip. I went to put another chew in and I got to my lip. I'm like, <laughs> you already have already one fucking chew in. So I'm trying to pound water and I'd been holding a pee in. So I peed off the stand and an hour goes by maybe, well, 45, whatever it was. And I'm like, it's gotta be dead over there. And I hear a doe blowing comes mm-hmm. in and she's blowing right where I thought he fell. I can't see it. And I'm like, that, she's blowing at that deer. That deer's over there dead. So she gets out of there, and I'm like, all right, Aaron, get your shit together. I get my big jacket off. I put my bino harness on. 
I drop my pack and my bow and I'm like, just circle at a distance and glass real effectively and see if you can see them. So I get to where I shot him and there's blood. I'm like, all right. So I hook left and I'm glassing, I'm glassing. And then within two minutes, I spotted him. He was dead right there. So that's crazy. And th- this is honestly like, I'm not going to, I'm not trying to blow you or anything, but that deer is probably one of the coolest deer I've ever seen. It was cool. It's very cool. Let's talk about the one I fucked up on the next day. Um, <laughs> so, or two days later. Weird. So, that buck, you know, I, I, it's funny because that's when I learned really my cardio was gone shit. Cause <laughs> that buck wasn't very big. He was big, but because of the rut, he wasn't yeah. that big. So, I didn't gut him. I drug him for about 20 yards. I'm like, fuck this. So, I go back because I got those stupid baffin boots on. I look like yeah. a fucking set of clown shoes, right? Yeah. So, I, I go get all my crap. I hike out to the closest road where you can get in. And my, my truck is in a different spot because I actually parked in the wrong fucking spot. So I drop it off. I go back, and I'm like, I'm a Cameron Haynes fuck out of this thing. I ain't dragging it. Yeah, you got to put it over your shoulders. And I didn't have that striker. I had my 14er. So I throw that thing up on my shoulder, which was funny because I basically, you know, I, I flipped it to where the horns are down, the wiener's up, bear hugged it because I didn't want the rack to hit me and just – basically a belly to back except i didn't flip it i belly to back it get it on my shoulder and just go and i get 400 yards and i am fucking wheezing bad i'm like god i'm fat jesus christ this is horrible like snots flying out of my nose i got that copper feeling in my throat and i went fast because it one it was painful and two i didn't know how long i'd keep it on my shoulder so i get it over there and, and i scott's on his way and I didn't want to be a pussy and have Scott help me drag it. Right. Well, Fuck. I stop. I drop Hell it. Hell no. <laughs> I, <laughs> I tell Scott, get your ass here and help me right now. I flip. I flipped it on the ground and I'm like hunched over with my hands on my knees and you can hear that gurgling and I'm like, I got to work on my fucking cardio. This oh, yeah. is bad. And uh, welcome to the struggle, dude. <laughs> <laughs> well, Scott pulls up. Um, uh, I don't know. Ten minutes later, and he's like fuck that's a big deer and he he's like man you you deserved a big one because i'd shot an eight point earlier with him get like 138 inch eight point um with him the first trip when amy came down and uh but they wanted me to shoot a, a, a monster yeah and i'm telling him the story and he's like holy shit whatever so well, anyway we get it loaded now i'm done in texas so next day we go i take a day off right and shower clean my clothes we go over to to the guy's house in Oklahoma because we're right on the border, but we're 20 minutes or whatever. I think it's a 40-minute drive to get to where I'm at. This dude's got ADD like a motherfucker. He's driving across this property 100 miles an hour in a jacked-up F-350 talking 100 miles an hour. There's a stand, and I'm like, looking. I'm like, <laughs> fuck, yep, there it is. And we get back to the ranch or what his farm or whatever, and I, I tell Wes, I said, dude, there's no fucking way I'll find one of them, not on a on a good day. I'm like, I can you sh- meet me in the morning, right? I was like, because I don't know where the hell you're going. Yeah. And he's like, well, man, do you want to sit tonight? And I'm like, yeah, I'll sit tonight. So I go change, and 40 deer came in or something. Um, I think I shot one or two does that night. I didn't shoot a buck. Uh, you can shoot two bucks in Oklahoma, same county, doesn't matter. And I was like, holy, but these deer are fucking skittish. And I didn't. This is going to sound bad, but I'm going to tell the truth. I fired nine arrows one night, hit one deer. Looked like a fucking city <laughs> if I would have had uh, 
uh, lighted knocks. Yeah. And they were all good shots. I mean, top, over the top, over the top. Because these shots are like 12 to 15 yards. Yeah. And these deer are alert. And I mean, they're just, they're matrixing. And I was like, this is fucking embarrassing. I had arrows. And, it you know, people are like, oh, that makes it sound horrible for the stick bow. It wouldn't have mattered what I had, right? Yeah. I might have hit some with a little bit faster bow, but they're just dropping. I'm like, okay, note to self. Aim fucking lower. Like, right. they're dropping. So I come out of there. Were they dropping on the string or what? what you know, like. Yeah, that, yeah. What, what was the bow or it wasn't because the veins are pretty quiet, but uh, or the broad head or, or a little bit of everything. Yeah. Because it's pretty close. Now, the ones I killed, I had wind. Mm. It was dead quiet. calm. Yeah. yeah. And with no wind, it was a problem. When I had wind, it was no issue. So I, I come back out and I'm like, holy cow. And I, I think the next day, um, not that morning, that next afternoon, different stand. A, a buck much bigger than the one I killed comes in from behind me to my right, and he must have just missed my wind by 10 yards because the wind is is kind of coming this direction, and he came in like this. So yeah. he barely missed my wind, 14 yards. And this is I'm no bullshit legitimate 180-inch fucking whitetail. And when I look, I was like, oh, fuck. Like when he came in and immediately, and I'm sitting, I was able to stand up when, when I saw him because I saw him from ways away. I snort wheezed him in. So when he came in, he was alert. Yeah. So he was cornering his ass to my left, head to my right, 14 yards. I draw, everything's going smooth. I shoot, and he pivots so fast. So he goes down and pushes off, right? So he's his head's now heading towards his ass. I almost shot him in the fucking face. It really? went over the top, arrow buried in the ground. His face hit my fletches kicked the arrow up in the air and I was like I just shot a deer in the face I I, did, I thought 100% I must yeah. hit him in the face so he runs off like 50 yards starts chasing a doe I was like are you fucking kidding? and then now I'm really pissed because I can really see how big he was I yeah. mean I got binoculars up and I can see I didn't hit him I text Scott or Wesley I said dude I just missed one of the largest deer I've ever seen right. and uh, they're big Oklahoma river bottom buck and they're like, bigger than the one you killed? I'm like, 20 inches bigger than the one oh you killed. Oh, my God. And um, it's just, and I missed another buck, too, over the top um, in this in that stint. So the next morning after I cried to myself to sleep, I shot a cold buck, that older bladed yeah. buck. I shot him, and, and that I pinwheeled him, but that was farther shot. It was 34. No idea. Went right through him. It was perfect. Um, what happened with him is he came out, and I think there was another buck beating the shit out of him. Uh-huh. When he came in, he was pretty skittish looking for does, and he just happened to turn broadside. A pretty decent gust of wind came up right at my back, or right at his back straight to me, and I'm like, I should, he's not going to hear this, and uh, pinwheeled him. So now I got one buck tag, and um, I'll just fast forward to the, the last day. Um, I went into this stand. The wind hadn't been good, and, and there's a feeder down there, but I thought, man, I'm not going to kill any big deer over this feeder so i packed in a climber or a hang on and i went kind of the feed to bed kind of got everything in the middle between the the feeder and the in and in the ag field and where yeah, they're heading bed at. just right place right time i got in there and i thought man that sure smells like a doe and estrus and i got that stand hung super quick and um no you know what i'm wrong i shot it from a ladder stand i didn't hang a stand that day i shot it from a ladder a different ladder. It was kind of a gun hunting ladder for this yeah. ag field. Anyway, 
four deer came under me before the sun came up, bucks, and uh, grunting all of them. And I'm like, this is going to be an interesting morning. And 15, 20 minutes into daylight, like right before the sun's coming up and a little ways after it's legal shooting light, that big, long, he had long main beams. Man, he came in pissed. Like he came in to kick the shit out of somebody and the same kind of thing happened. He walked in and I ended up, and this is, I went to shoot him at seven yards straight down. When I shot, I thought I heart shot him. Mm -hmm. It runs off. I think I hear it pile up, right? About the distance a heart shot buck would go, 50 to 80 yards. But it goes into the trees. So I'm like, good God, I just shot a buck. I mean, that's good, but good nice buck. buck. Yeah. And uh, I climbed down. I waited a while, and I go over, and there's blood everywhere. And I'm like, wow, that's a man. And, and I get into the, you know, the, the trail. I filmed it, and there he is. He's dead. And blood everywhere blood on his horns you know blood in the trees i'm like jesus so i look and the entry's about where i thought it was dude that thing spun so fast i shot it in the jugular oh shit it went straight through the jugular right in its neck so i aimed here yeah it went through like this wow so i thought i went straight down a couple inches low from where i wanted to aim blow right through the heart when he swirled out i actually hit him broadside and went straight through the jugular you know it's better to be lucky than good I even uploaded on the video, it, it the hole was basically where I aimed, two inches low. Dude, he whirled so fast. I, he whirled so fast I didn't know he whirled. And, dude, there was blood everywhere. And he only went 60, 70 yards and died. And, and, then, uh, and then I stopped hunting because uh, I had a couple doe tags, more doe tags, I guess. But I, I didn't want to be that too much of a hunting Nazi. I'd shot five bucks basically already. So, yeah. But, yeah, that uh, it, was, it was pretty cool and a lot of learning experience. I shot that one doe that um went 300 i ranged at 388 yards i think is what it went on a pinwheel shot wow it just kind of goes to show like about the time you know you think double lung it only took her five seconds to go that distance you know what i mean or whatever it was like it was probably longer than five but it was quick and uh if that was in the wood line like that doe i probably would have never found it never recovered it went straight away and about the time it went into the high grass it it banked on a 90. oh really and I was able to watch it. And at that point, I tried to track it and figure it out. I would have never found that deer yeah. if I wouldn't have been able to watch it drop. So. That's crazy. But, the, I mean, if you all didn't catch that, though, Aaron missed nine times. Right, he more does, than that. He does yeah. miss. <laughs> yeah. He does miss. Yeah. Well, that's it. I try to tell people, like, like it's not – you're seeing the highlights, right? Yeah. And I'm better yeah. than most about the, the lows. Like, I'm, I, I tell – you know what I mean? I'm better – a, a, I'm better than most people telling the downsides of hunting, right? And yeah. the thing is, it's like with whitetail hunting, usually if you're on a backcountry hunt and you miss, there's a stock involved where if you're in a tree stand, it's like, ah, I missed, you know? So I, I probably, you know, this year somebody asked me, I'm about 80% for, for animals hit and shots fired, um, 70 or something maybe, which is pretty, pretty good, but you do miss. I mean, there's no way around it. And, and, and where I was missing is um those animals are just when there's no wind they just yeah. they get out of the way you know they're too fast yeah it just i mean you're i mean but you got to be out there that's that's the key if you ain't out in the field you're not gonna have success rate i mean same thing i look at uh well what's his name i follow jake right oh he's a killer yeah he's out there though you know what i mean like i 
I'm like, man, these guys are freaking out there all the time, and they are just hammering animals. I'm like, God dang it. Okay, I'm just going to take the whole fall and winter off now. Next year. <laughs> well, you know, there's there's that saying, um, if you get a job doing what you love, mm-hmm. you never are going to work. Ever. Right? Well, you know, there's there's going to be people, and Jake's one of them, that are so infatuated, so immersed in what they do they have no choice right Right. that that's all they know that's all they can do jake's the kind of guy you know go on a seven-day hunt and something went wrong and after a 15-hour drive get out of his truck and start shooting his boat to fix what happened i'm the same way yeah well you know me you live by me everything working out sharpening broadheads learning to sharpen broadheads fletching arrows tuning shooting fitness studying it's you're in, it, in in a bad way. Like I, I've ruined relationships. The only thing good I can say is I've been a hell of a father. I've never neglected my kid. But dude, I mean, like until recently, I I had nothing in the house. Right, yeah. I didn't have a lot to speak of. You know, I got to hunt a lot. You know, yeah. I had a lot of memories. And so when people are like, "How do you get to hunt so much?" I'm like, "Well, I've, I've constructed everything yeah. in my life you, around hunting. You chose that life, yeah, yeah." And I, and I'm not saying that's the right thing to do. Um, and again, I've always taken very good care of my daughter and taken her with me, but if you're willing to, um, and I got, I hate to go on a big tangent or sound like this. If you're willing to not go out and eat, all right, what's it cost to go out and eat nowadays? Oh yeah. 40 bucks. Yeah. 60. So let's say six, let's do the math. 60 bucks. You're going to have to bust out the calculator. I'm going to have to. (laughs) Um, if you, how many times you say the average dude eats out a week? Oh, shoot. I'm going to say maybe probably two, three times. So let's say it's three times, and let's say it averages 40 bucks, so it's 120 bucks. Mm-hmm. And let's say they could eat at home for 20 for the same amount, so $100. Right. How many weeks? 54 weeks in a year? Yep. Um, so 54 times 100 drops zero, so, yeah, it's 5400 bucks. Yeah. Right there. You can go on some fucking awesome hunts for 5400 bucks. So. In the case of when I was working construction, to give guys some ideas, you cold over there? Yeah, I got a little chills. <laughs> um, I would save this money to take unpaid time off to hunt yeah. over the counter tags. It's it's doable. You know, Jake owns an electrical company, drives a piece of shit truck. Uh-huh. Uh, Randy Cooling, another guy, yep. his truck's not a piece of shit. It's an average Ford F-150 that's got 100-some thousand miles on it. I've never owned a new truck. And so... This is not a high horse conversation. This is a, if you truly are wanting to hunt all the time, there's going to be a lot of other, you know, sacrifices yep. involved with it, but it, it's, it's doable. Maybe not to the level I'm hunting now because Kafaru's helping me out, obviously. Right. But. but at the same time, you've gotten to this point and, and like I was trying to tell you on the way down here, you are no different than, um, a fighter trying to get the prize, the gold belt. The, the, the championship belt, right? You have put your time in, you've done the homework, and you're going out, and each hunt, in your case, is a fight. And you're fucking knocking fucking people out <laughs> <laughs> left and right, right? Like, that's that's how I look at it in my, in my eyes, you know? Like, you are, like, I mean, whether you like it or not, I mean, even if I didn't like Aaron and me and Aaron were not buddies, I'd be like, God, I got to take my hat off to him because this motherfucker's a bad motherfucker with this stick bow. Let alone just, you know, a hunter period. Could you imagine you put a gun in his hand? Yeah, that'd be bad. <laughs> well, and, you know, as we're talking about this, because anybody can can do it, you know, and, and when I say anybody can do it, I got lucky with my job here at Kafaru, but before Kafaru, 
I was hunting my ass off working construction. I wasn't getting to go on quite the same cool hunts, but I had structured right. everything around it. Like I said, I slept on a Thermarest air mattress that you used in the woods yep. for three years. Oh, yeah. I mean, you bring chicks over to the house and show them that bed. I, absolutely. Yeah, not I, good, right? I get, I get it. I mean, I, dude, I, I mean, I slept underneath a boxing ring for a while. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, exactly. Like, I, I get it. Like, it's just, you know, you got to have different goals and like, people who want to do it now that's why like i take advantage of it every time because when you say hey let's go shoot goddamn right i'm gonna go shoot because i'm gonna learn something Uh, i'm gonna get better you know um like i said i'm dude just because i have gladiators unleashed doesn't mean i'm the most superior hunter god knows i'm not (laughs) i'm a student of the game and i'm just i just love it that's why i do it i love doing this and if i have you as a neighbor Shoot, I'm gonna be freaking slayer here soon. Yeah. Well, maybe. I mean, and maybe. And, yeah. <laughs> and that that's a kind of a good point too. Is you know, surround yourself, and and this is difficult for some people, but I mean, you want to you know surround yourself with people that try and bring you up, not down. Yeah. And everybody has those friends that. I mean, I just spent a couple of years dealing with one. You know, <laughs> you you want you want to try and 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 surround yourself. For for example, like with. With Frank, Frank's a, a great example. He and I argue over who gets to shoot something. Yeah, that's a guy that wants to bring you up, right? Yeah. Or, or a guy that'll sacrifice something to come to come help you to come pack an animal out, whatever it is. And and again, also, it may just be a nudge to get your fat ass up and go work out. You yeah. know, you want to surround yourself with those type of people, and I think that's huge to get yourself in the position that you want to, you know, to be in. And that doesn't necessarily people have this work in the outdoor industry yeah you're not going to get to hunt that much work in the outdoor industry no no it's different get a job that's got a good you get a job where you let's say by 30 have four weeks of vacation and you're making one hundred and twenty thousand a year if you haven't loaded yourself up with bills you can fucking hunt a lot with that um you know in my case with construction i think i think it's probably making 90 to 100 grand a year give or take and and i had a gas card and a couple other things but what I did is I had three weeks vacation and I would take another four unpaid and I would save for that. Uh, I also claimed nine on my taxes several times and owed about 12 grand in back taxes <laughs> from doing that so I could hunt more, which yeah. was not the smartest thing in the world. But, um, well, you know, what I would do is just say, hey, from September or whatever on, I would I would put these dates in the calendar and you know, take it off. You'd be able to go hunt. Now, I never got fired, thank God, because I was good at what I did. But it's it's feasible to get some pretty cool hunts in for a pretty low budget if you're careful with what you do. Like if you go and buy a brand new Ford F one fifty Raptor and you lock yourself into a thousand dollar a month truck payment, yeah, you're probably not gonna be able to hunt as much as you want. No, unless you're freaking balling. You know what I mean? Yeah. And well, and you're like, on a tight budget too. Yeah. I mean, you're not inherently fucking wealthy no. either. You know, you're doing good now, but. Yeah, I'm still, shit, I'm still, like, for the hunting budget, I'm still on a budget, you know what I mean? Like, that's that's why I said I would love to be, go try Oklahoma, you know, go try Kansas, you know, definitely, Alaska, you know, but we'll see what happens this year. I don't know, I gotta, I gotta put my, put my freaking, I gotta put my work in, I got my work cut out for me for this, you know, but that's what I like about it. I'm a, I'm a grinder, you know? yeah. More people say, God, you suck at hunting. Guess what? I'm going to get better. <laughs> well, and <laughs> I, I tried to, uh, we talked about this before, like, so as a kid, I like to fight, right? Yeah. You know, and, and, and now, I will say nowadays is different than 
in the 90s were the chances of you running into a true a Brazilian jiu-jitsu expert or, or yeah. someone was so fucking slim. Yeah. You it's were just of. Yeah, you were just fighting another dude that liked to fight. Absolutely. Now, I mean, you look at Justin Gaethje and I, if you didn't know who Justin was and you went by appearance, yeah. nothing wrong with you, Justin, you'd <laughs> guess I'd beat the shit out of him. Period. That guy would fuck me up in a heartbeat. Oh, dude, I got students. <laughs> I'm like, dude, if I saw you at the grocery store or the bar, let alone, I'm yeah. jacking you up. Mm-hmm. But, you know, little do you know, like, <laughs> yeah. they would jack you up, period. Uh-huh. Well, and, and, and so, you know, Exa- yeah, exactly. But you you kind of go into that of of okay, so you know, like you know, fought in high school and little shithead kid and, yeah. and and whatever, and and so I I would say I can handle myself better than most in a normal world. But if you put me in an octagon with Frank Mir, or whatever, yeah. pick a guy. I I like Frank Mir, so I picked him. I'd get the fucking holy ever living shit beaten out of me in a very short period of time. That's no different than you diving into the hunting industry because yeah. you didn't have 20 years of backpack hunting under no, your belt. I, dude, I had freaking road hunting, <laughs> pheasant hunting. <laughs> I didn't even know what bow hunting was, you know, until I got introduced to it here. You know, I had no idea. And so there's a learning curve just like there would be if I went and started fighting. You know, I might get better and better incrementally. Um, obviously, you're going to and you train. Um but again, for somebody that's been doing it for ever, right, since birth, fuck, I'm going to get crushed. And so, like, right now, you're just, you know, you have a background and a base, but you're learning more and more and more. Yeah. And that's where it becomes, like, if you're going on a, let's say you draw a goat tag. Yeah. The first thing when somebody draws a goat tag, they probably drew the tag, some of them, because they got on hunting fool and yeah. statistics or whatever, which don't do that, I'll tell you where. Go hunt or um, whatever. Yeah. yeah. Scouting. I know where I'm going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just gonna take you right. But then you're you're gonna call buddies. You're gonna look online. You're gonna ask questions. You're gonna do your due diligence to figure out where to go. In my case, in Colorado, I've already been on every mountain. Not every mountain. That's yeah. I've been to a lot of spots. So for me, I've skipped all the bullshit. Right now, I'm just gonna go drive and find a goat. I already know where to go. I'm gonna find the one I want to shoot. And so even that is, it's, it's, it's not even quantifiable how much time that takes off or knowing animal, animal behavior, the habitat. So like if we drew a tag, let's say you drew a tag in some unit I'd ever been to or someone else that's been in, you're already going to have a leap far above someone coming from out of state, someone getting into it because you're knowing what to look for. You've you've been in those areas or whatever. And, and that's a, the hard part, like for, you know, if you're elk hunting, let's say, with the pressure and everything else, you got to figure out where maybe where they did go or be fit enough to get there or find some private land. It's a fucking pain in the ass. I mean, it, yeah, hunting is, is, is difficult. Well, it's just, um, you know, even more days, it's just, it's harder because there's more hunters out there. You get it, you know, you got, I don't know, it's, I don't want to say that it's harder. I just want to say that it's sometimes frustrating because, you know, you think I know it all, but I don't, you know, and you want to say you do, but you don't, you know, I'm always learning. That's why I said, like, I don't care. Even, even in the fight game, I'm always learning still. I'm learning. I'm learning still all the time. You know, I'm learning new combos, new techniques and, it's it's just a never ending learning process, but anybody who says they got it, pff, 
and they're full of shit. I, I can tell you, like, and we talked about this driving down, anytime I'm around a Brian Martin, the Lancasters guys, yeah. that I don't talk, I just sit and listen. I, I mean, I'll, I'll defend myself as they're making fun of me occasionally, but overall, when we're looking at an animal or something's going on, I'm asking questions, yeah. you know, not stupid ones, good ones, and, and I'm learning and I'm, I'm taking it all in, and that's what you have to do. And one of the things, like, uh, like I like about you is you come to the house to learn to tune, to learn the art of the sport. You're not in it just to go out and try and shoot something. You also want to learn to tune, learn to shoot, learn to fletch, learn all these different things. And that's another thing that gets left out is, you know, you've got fitness, you've got animal behavior, you know, shit like that. You've got gear. You also, if you're shooting a bow, shoot the fucking thing, right? Yeah. Being accurate with it. So there's a lot combined. I mean, take into consideration all the effort it takes to find the animal, then you got to hit the fucking thing, yeah. right? And so and then <laughs> trap the thing, yeah, exactly, or what, and get it out. So yeah. there's a lot involved in it, and mm, I take it for granted, and I'm trying to get better about it with Amy, of when stuff happens to explain to her the the scenarios, the the possibilities. Right. Like with her deer, I explained to her what was going to happen. It pretty much happened. That was kind of a pretty normal thing. What what would happen? The goat. That ended up being textbook of what I thought would happen, which is a fucking miracle that right. that goat was where it was when we found it in the summer. But again, let's say on that goat hunt, let's say we got up in there and we blew that goat out, and that goat went wherever it went. You know, knowing how goats work, where they go, what they do, what we would do to get there, and having the fitness level to, you know, that's a big problem. Yeah, get to the other ridge or whatever. You, you saw where it was going to go. Yeah. I mean, it was fucking not cool. So. Those are all the things that I try to explain to guys of, hey, have that total package, you know, or yeah. work on that total package. So, Yeah, that's a fact. That's a fact right there. You got to be a package deal. Well, you look at, let's look at Gaethje. Yeah. Fighting. Yeah. Right? He's a he's a brawler, but one of the things, and this is from the outside looking in, people haven't really seen his ground game. No, no one has. But he's got it. Hell yeah. yeah. <laughs> so... The, the 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 thing and you know kind of you know whether whatever it may be or when you look at the total package there isn't a whole lot he can't do right and and what it seems like he was lacking in meaning when i say lacking again i don't know what the fuck i'm talking about and this is no like i'm an expert he liked abuse he seems oh, yeah. like to like to brawl oh, yeah. and he's gotten better about not taking yeah he's maybe. finding his range now yeah which i the last couple of fights were pretty fucking artistic yeah, yeah. i mean first, first rounders <laughs> instead of three rounders you know what i mean or five rounders i should say championship bouts you know yeah, yeah it's it's the same thing you know i mean i don't know it's like when you first come start hunting i, didn't, I was like what the fuck's wind yeah <laughs> wait, wait wait well you got to check wind what for what you know so yeah it's a learning process yeah well and i think um you know with all the different people we get tons of good emails about hey wouldn't have been able to do this about you and it's amazing Something you and I might be talking about and mention where that'll save a guy, like like the grabbing the arrow thing. Yep. Like I got hundreds of emails this year of man with the podcast and something I mentioned on podcast 102. Yeah. I can't even fucking remember. The guy was like, man, that stuck with me and, and, and it saved me. I got my animal. And like a guy the other night in Washington, super cool dude messaged me. He hit his first deer with a stick bow. And he, he's, he's fucking jacked, right? Yeah. And he's like, this is what happened. This And I said, dude, I... I wasn't there, but I'm going to assume you probably pinwheeled it. You went into the offside shoulder, the broadhead buried in it. When it kicked off, it snapped the broadhead off in the offside shoulder. The arrow flipped out. You're good. And 
he's like, what should I do? I'm, I'm pulling, because he's in the jungle. Mm-hmm. He's like, I'm pulling out. I'm coming back tomorrow. What do you think? And I'm like, dude, that's not a bad option. It's fairly cold there. Meat's going to be good. He's like, what about coyotes? I'm like, that is, that could happen, right? I said, but, you know, you got a storm coming. I said, there's rain coming. So more than most likely it went on a beeline and died within 100 yards. And I said, so if you can't find blood and you had that first direction, just start to grid. And I said, get ribbon, you know, whatever. And anyway, he messaged me. He's like, dude, you're the fucking man. (laughs) He's like, that is exactly what happened. And I found my deer. Now he probably would have found it without me. I'm not like trying to take the glory. But again, if you hit a deer, the first time I hit one there, you know, I don't fucking have any idea what happened. My arrow's laying here. Did it break off on the onside shoulder or the offside? But knowing so many blood trails and and watching. And again, it's not like I popped out of the womb or someone else did knowing this. It's from all the times I fucked up. Yeah. And then you, you learn from it. And, uh, you know, you talk about arrow setups, broadhead setups, like all these different things are, are part of the big package of, yep. you know, it's, becoming more efficient. That It's a package deal. And if you don't know it, go find someone. Like I'm lucky enough to have you, but like go to your archer shop. Go anywhere. Well, you're golden because you've got me, Bo, Hognuts, Phil, Frank. You know, you've got yeah. all kinds of shit, um, you know, to help you out. But, again, like, um, well, you, like this year, we were just talking. You're getting, what the hell is that thing called, a VXR? Uh, yeah, the Matthews VXR. Yeah, VXR. And we're talking about setting that up maybe with a different arrow than we have right. set up on your, your, your current bow. Heavier. I want heavier. Heavier, heavier point weight, and, and maybe shoot a bigger broadhead. Um you know, and those are things that are that are that are cool too, because you're going to learn as we, you know, set that up. Yeah. Um, and I ordered a bow press for the house, even though I shoot a stick bow to help everybody, because Amy got two new bows as well. And you know, I, I got I'm running at the mouth here, but I look back of when I started really getting into it, and I lost the love for it with the compound. But I, I would take sick days to act like I was sick to set my <laughs> bow up. Like, dude, I was <laughs> fucking driven from the yeah. like, you know, or like hunting wise or whatever. Like, you know. Like, remember when Rogan said he didn't understand what the big deal was? Yep. Somebody, okay. Yep. Well, that motherfucker never got off work Friday at 3.30, no. drove for six hours, hiked in in the middle of the night, scouted for days, two days, drove back Sunday night to go to work Monday for somebody to steal your spot. Yeah. That's the kind of commitment it takes to be successful, though. And if you talk to anyone that is successful, I think you'll find the one common denominator is, has, is the drive they have and the... The will, like you said, you got to be there. Yep. If you got a chance to hunt one night and you talk yourself out of it, that one night could have been the night. Yep, exactly. You know, and I, and again, I have a very good schedule now, so keep that in mind. But like, would I, could I have sat at home and taken a day off on Thanksgiving? Um, this is a horrible analogy because I get to hunt <laughs> a ton, but um, I could have went to Mississippi, sorry, Amy, and hung out with a family. Again, this is not good home advice, <laughs> but yeah. she was cool with me staying. Scott was cool with me coming down, hodgepodge and kind of a hunt together because he had guys in camp. And, dude, it worked out. I shot the biggest white yeah. tail I ever shot in my life. Now, that's not a great analogy because I was sacrificing nothing to go because <laughs> I don't have a fucking real job. But you get the idea. Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah. Oh, shit. That's funny. Yeah. That was, that was a horrible analogy, yeah, actually. Mm. <laughs> I do get a lot of shit from guys, which is deserving to well, a certain it, degree. It, I have an unlimited schedule. Well, but that's now. like, uh, what, what is it? Uh, 
uh, I see that Cam Haynes got some, one of those shirts out. Says must be nice. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and I, and, you know, and all kudos to him. I mean, he's he set that payment for him. Do that. Yeah, he right? set himself up. Yeah. Anybody it. can, just like you. Yeah. What I'm trying to do. Anybody can do it. If you got to put the work in for it, boys. Well, and, and girls, and, dude. I tell you what. Talking about that tax thing, I was talking about with Amy the other day. So, when I got divorced, I lost everything. Right. I moved. I, I went and worked around the country a little bit in the world, and I, I came back here. I had nothing. Right. I had right. some some hunting gear at that time. I had a Badlands forty five hundred, a, a MSR Hubba. Yeah. And uh, I think I had Vortex or I don't know, Nikon binoculars, but I was like, okay, after I got divorced, I'm like, I am, I'm going to live in the woods, right? Yeah. I'm going to do everything I can. And Jeremy was with me, was shed hunting, what a fishing every day. And I'm going to end up sounding like fucking Donnie Vincent here. But the way I kind of looked at it is if, if the rest of my life I'm writing a book, there's going to be some pretty fucking cool chapters. Yeah. There's not going to be chapters of, oh, I could have, but. And so, and these are local hunts, every over-the-counter shit or whatever. Right. Um, and so when it came down to... Um, furniture i didn't have fucking furniture in my house for i don't know how long right i I literally it was horrible you go in i had no couch no chairs no nothing and no tv and so all i did was go to the fucking gym and 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 go shoot my bow right and so can if if the must be nice thing could i have probably i hope amy doesn't listen to this married the radiologist that had this 3700 square foot house and made a fuckload of money and had four kids like she wanted i could have but I fucked that relationship up and I kept hunting. You can do these things if you want to. And, and I'm not saying ruin your family. Over yeah, it, but yeah, don't do not do that. But if if you're single and you want to hunt the rest of your life, I highly suggest if you get married, you make sure she likes to hunt. Or has uh, land. Or Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and, and again, I'm making jokes about this because it's easier said than done. But you, you can structure yourself to get to hunt a lot. And in my case army construction like i'm a normal dude i got lucky here at kafaru they got lucky you know with me but a little bit of both and and uh and it, look at frank frank walked into an awesome job but yeah, if, if frank, frank doesn't <laughs> yeah if frank doesn't uh and frank i know won't listen to this he listens yeah. to no podcast yeah if you look at like with frank now frank does not he's seen inside the rabbit hole he does not want notoriety he does not like the life i have to live and the hate mail and yeah the, yeah he doesn't but Frank has a physical ability, right? He's got the willpower. I mean, the dude's tougher than shit. He could easily kill everything on the planet yep. if he wants to. Now, will this chick he's got screw it up? Time will Time tell. Time will tell, <laughs> yeah. I mean, and and there's nothing wrong with that. No. If, mm. That's why I encourage it. I like me too. Like, I'm just finding that. F- I mean, medium. Yeah, but, you know, especially with now the number two kid coming. Oh, shit. Things are about to get spicy in <laughs> the household, man. <laughs> Well, even then, I got to say, like with Kaylee, one of the reasons that kid, I think, turned out as cool as she did, my daughter, I drug her ass everywhere. Yeah, that's what I do with Eva. Yeah, oh, I see. She's always at the house. Yeah. And the thing is, is now she's young and she's shy. Mm-hmm. Um, is I did the same thing with Kaylee, but when she turned, was even now three or four? Four. Four. When Kaylee turned five and six, that's when it kind of shifted mm-hmm. to where, okay, we got her a bow. And she would, or I'd have a spotter and she'd sit at the range. And Eva's the same way. You mm-hmm. can tell she's a very patient kid. She, Kaylee would watch me shoot. And then when we'd go, I'd let her drive the truck, right? And then yep. we'd go shed hunting. Wasn't as effective of a shed hunting trip as it would be without a six-year-old. But, but you're out there. But you're out there. And then 
Then it got to where she's 10 or 11 or, or 14 or 15. Fuck, kid's a physical freak. I can't keep up yeah. with her. I'm taking her on backpacking trips and everything else. So Kaylee was never a hindrance for me. You know yeah. what I mean? And I would teach her. Like she, last night, talk about proud dad moment. She's got her bow. She said, hey, dad, I'm going to order a jig on Amazon and Fletch's. Can you order me some arrows? Fucking 18-year-old kid, yeah, a girl. Sweet. And I'm like, Kaylee, I'll I'll buy you a fucking. That's probably why she called you because yeah. she knew I'd buy she it was for hitting her. Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, Hey, I'll buy you a fletching jig, but that kid's known how to fletch since she was 13. So I don't have to teach her how. Yeah. She knows how. And she's like, Hey, I want the stealth veins. And she told me the color. And I'm which, like, All right. Which I just learned this year from you. <laughs> <laughs> well, and and what other things funny too is that 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 like tuning. Yeah. She knows how to tune a bow. She's known for a while. Obviously, she's learned little by little. Um, but you know, she could, I could take her hunting now yeah. and other than her nerves or whatever, yeah. she'd be good. But I drug her ass everywhere with me. Yeah. So. I yeah. Just, I mean, that, that's honestly what I, the way I look at it, I'm not, I'm not the best dad. I'm not the perfect dad, but I'm going to be a dad. Take yeah. her out there. What um, I've learned is if I do exactly opposite of what my dad did, <laughs> I'll be a good dad. Yeah. See, <laughs> I had a good dad. I saw, I, I can't say that I had a good dad. I just want to be better than my dad. Mm-hmm. I think that's all you can ask for is just be better. Well, I, and I think little things, this is way off subject, but like with Kaylee, like when she called me about the jig, I was like, okay, I did something right. Like, yeah. you know, she, she she can fletch her own arrows as far as on the hunting side. And, you know, she she wants to go on a bear hunt and whatever. Yeah. And, and she likes seeing what goes on. And, and she loves she, eating she, steak. She grew up on it, yeah. yeah. That's what she knows, too. But, you know, it could be worse. She'd be like, hey, Dick, I need some money. Yeah. yeah. I need an eight ball. <laughs> yeah, no shit. I need an eight ball. Well, the one thing, too, the little shit, like, she's got to be pushed, but the other thing fitness-wise, because, you know, I've explained this before, is when she's watching me on social media or she's seeing something, I want that kid to know that no matter how bad things can get, it's all up to you to fix those issues, whether it be I'm on a backpack hunt or rain came in or, you know, yeah. she's messaged me, like, um, when I got that fungus on my hands or yeah. whatever. Not yeah. that that's the end of the world, but... She was like, she messed me. She's like, are you okay? I was like, my fucking hands look like Deadpool's face. I was <laughs> yeah. like, I don't know what's going on. And I'm like, well, Kaylee, it's a long ways from my heart. I'm not going to die. Yeah. And for her to know and see that, I think it makes her tougher as well, yeah. knowing, you know, she can make it through anything. So anyway, I think I probably run at the mouth enough. You got anything to add? No, nah, man. Let's go shoot some arrows. Yeah. All right. Let's I do get, it. All right. Well, everybody, thanks for tuning in. <laughs>